important. That's garbage. <laughs> if it's important, you better be doing both. You should live and you should track. Welcome to the Habits to Goals podcast with Martin Grunberg. Are you ready to achieve goals faster and more consistently than ever before? You need the habit factor. You're listening to Habits to Goals, the podcast that helps you create the habits that lead to success. And here is Martin Grunberg. Alrighty, here we go. Welcome back. Thank you very much for joining me. My name is Martin Grunberg. You have reached Habits to Goals H2G. Habits to Goals. And today, we're getting into this concept. Today's MBM is exceptional. Exceptional. But first, I'm going to hit you with my GTR, my Good Things Report. I got acronyms for everything here. The good thing, <laughs> good things report. Everything is a freaking story, which you can find at this point exclusively on Amazon. Everything is a, and I'm keeping it clean, effing story. As of exactly one month after its launch, it is still holding the number one spot in a couple sweet categories transpersonal psychology, and uh, I believe it's education psychology and training. So thank you. That's not me. That's you. That's your support. So you're, <laughs> you're brilliant. All right. We have decided, by we I mean me, that I'm going to kick off each episode in season 10 until, <laughs> until I reserve the right to say otherwise with eight tenants. So if you've if you've listened to episode one, two, and three, and I believe this is four-ish, this may even be five, you've heard these, and the idea is precisely that. One of them basically says, do not pass go, meaning if you're not going to have a track this is a bit controversial. I've actually, I know people have left and that's fine because that's the idea. If you cannot commit to yourself to habit track, if you just want to consume ideas, if you just want to listen to podcasts and books and read books and not, and not meet or, or, uh, what am I trying to say here? Where, <laughs> habit tracking is where the rubber meets the road. Habit tracking is where the rubber meets the road. What that means is when you apply the idea and you put it into practice. So anyways, let's go through the tenets right here. Eight of them. Success is creating your ideal future. This is beautiful. It's a beautiful definition because it, it means everybody on any given day, who's doing the best they can with what they have, one day at a time, is a success. That's it. That's really all, that's all that we need to be doing. The best we can with what we have one day at a time. In order to do that, we need to know where we're going. How do you create your ideal future if you don't know what it is? That's like... The only prerequisite, you got to know where it is you want to be going. Now, some people are like, oh, I don't want my 
ideal future. I want my ideal now. And I keep using this analogy. When you know where it is you're going, the present falls into place. It's not an either or. Your ideal now is captured. It's like pulling back the bow. If I'm aiming at a target and I pull back the bow, my now at that moment in time is aligned with my target. All right. Success is creating your ideal future. Two, I will keep a hero's mindset. What does that mean? Heroes an acronym out of the new book. Everything is a freaking story. Hero means hopeful. A lot of people discount hope. They're like, hope is stupid. One, a guy I really kind of idolize, it's like, hope? Hope is lame. I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, if you were playing chess, the most logical game <laughs> in the world, you would show up with hope. If you were sailing around the world, you'd show up with hope. You go to the grocery store to pick up a sandwich, you're getting in that car with hope. Hope is kind of non-negotiable. Where there's hope, there's life. Where there's hope in the future, there's happiness in the present. Hope is critical. So that's the that's the first letter of hero, right? H, hope. Empowered. What does that mean? It means you're capable or you're working on your capability i.e. creating your ideal future, and you're confident or you're working on your confidence. So you're hopeful, you're empowered, you're responsible. Who's going to do your freaking push-ups for you? The answer is nobody. It's your responsibility to be hopeful, to be empowered, to know where you're going, to understand what your ideal future is, and to get busy going after it. Are there any guarantees? Zero guarantees. But you have a much much greater probability of getting there when you know where it is you want to go. So we're hopeful, we're empowered, we're responsible, and we're optimistic. Today was crap. Today was a horrible day. But guess what? I'm optimistic tomorrow is going to be better. That's the hero's mindset. Number three, I will pay attention and be aware to my thinking, the narratives, the stories, hence the new book. Everything is a freaking story, and it's not spelled freaking. It's spelled the F-bomb with an I-N-G. I will be aware of my stories, my actions, my behaviors, and my habits. Number four, I will intentionally cultivate habits. This is the one where I'm getting people to leave. Goodbye. Goodbye. I will intentionally cultivate habits that support my goals and ideals. This is habit alignment. This is creating your ideal future. This is what I've been teaching and preaching for 20 freaking years. And people are like, life is for living. It's not for tracking. That's garbage. <laughs> if it's important, you better be doing both. You should live and you should track. This is how you create alignment with your thinking, your stories, and your behaviors. If priests and monks are doing this, you better bet it's good enough for you. This is what Benjamin Franklin tripped upon a couple hundred years ago. This is why the habit factor, not entirely, but many, uh, much of the reason it exists. You will track, <laughs> excuse me, I'm getting a little excited. You will habit track 
I will have it track for 28 days or I will unsubscribe. And I love doing that. I don't care. I'd rather have people who are tripping along in the process, trying it and trying to create alignment as they move towards their goals and ideals than people who are just consuming this. I've had people subscribe for years who haven't even habit tracked. Drives me nuts. How do I know? They send me an email and I ask them how the tracking's going. <laughs> oh, all right. Number five, I will take care of the things that I do control. Uh, what do you control? Most of the time, you control your thinking. Most of the time, you control your emotions and feelings. That is what emotional maturity is. A three-year-old, a two-year-old doesn't. A lot of people are like, I don't control my emotions. Well, then my friend, you do not have emotional maturity. So I will control the things I do control. I will take care of the things I do control. Excuse me. I will recognize and appreciate, this is six, what is out of my control. How many people are wasting a ton of time and energy on things that are out of their control, that they're not affecting in any way, but they're participating in the sport of just blabbering about it. That's great. If you want to do that, that's awesome, but it's probably not moving you towards your goals and ideals. Number seven, my energy, see this, perfect fit. My energy is the most precious thing that I possess. Without it, I am nothing. Thus, health is the first wealth. And eight, the greatest success culminates, this is critical, with peace of mind and harmony. All right, a very quick time out. Just want to share with you Thanks to our great sponsor, audible.com, audibletrial.com. In fact, if you go to audibletrial.com forward slash habits to goals, the habit factor will be free as is your first 30 days. Audibletrial.com forward slash habits to goals. I also want to share with you, very excited about the new book, it is a prequel. So a lot of people are asking, do I need to read The Habit Factor or The Pressure Paradox first? The answer is absolutely not. Everything is a freaking story. We're keeping it clean here. Everything is a freaking story. You can find it on Amazon. It is not only a prequel, but it's extremely comprehensive and it provides you a beautiful roadmap, a new behavior model called the Three Circles of Behavior Echo System. There's a reason we say things like, I like the vibe here. I like his vibe. I like her vibe. That resonates with me. Never before has there been a behavior model representing, or representative, I should say, how our behaviors are influenced in this echo system. So check it out. Everything astory.com or just go to Amazon and Google or search, excuse me, everything is a effing story. Pardon the language. There's a story there. All right, back to the episode. See ya. So this brings us to the topic at hand and 
Really, there's a bit of a story behind it. A couple weeks ago, I jumped on my bike. I think it was a Sunday. I have about a half-mile pedal to the office slash studio. And a neighbor, like, stopped me and said something like, Whoa, dude, what are you, you're working on a Sunday? And I'm like, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. To me, and again, we were just talking about creating your ideal future. In my ideal future, there's zero difference between a Monday and a Sunday other than there'll be football. Uh, well, I guess there's football on Monday, too. <laughs> the point is... It, it not only doesn't bother me, it feeds kind of what I want to talk about. And this is the idea of extraordinary. It's just doing something out of the ordinary. And that's, that's not to say anything other than when you study the language, that's what it tells us. In other words, so the person, and I know it's, it's written that we shouldn't be working on a Saturday so in the Bible, so we could pretend it's Saturday or did I say Saturday? Shouldn't be working on Sunday, but let's pretend it's Saturday. The point is zigging when people are zagging creates almost certainly this extraordinary result. It's just, it's out of the ordinary. It's same with the idea of exceptional, to stand out. Now, obviously, that could mean stand out in a bad way as well. The point of talking about extraordinary and or exceptional is not so much the concept. The real lesson, from my perspective, is studying the language and I've talked about this many times. Many of you will know this. When, when I started to write The Habit Factor, I studied habit. And I got into the etymology and found out the Latin root of habit is habitus, which means condition or character. And that's really fascinating. Because translated loosely, it means your condition, your character at this moment is the sum total of all your thought and behavior habits. That's your condition. That's your character. That is fascinating. And so I started doing this with all sorts of words. Anytime I wanted to learn more about a concept, that's why this is called Extraordinary. I would study the language, kind of the etymology, the root, where it came from. So here's another example. We were just talking about peace of mind and harmony, and I was saying how that affects our ability to concentrate. So the more peace of mind and harmony you have, the easier it is to concentrate. You get in a fight with somebody... Go try to write a paper. You can't do it. You have to let the energy settle. You have to find some equilibrium. But concentration, the Latin root, well, not the Latin root, the etymology of that is, is this idea to gather. 
to bring together, to bring to the center, to concentrate. And so what that means for those of you like me who can't focus at times, who think they suffer from ADD, ADHD, for some reason you don't see this anywhere, but that was the big benefit out of the habit factor tracking sheet and the process. It's a way to gather, to bring to the center your energy, to concentrate it. So all of a sudden, instead of being scattered, you just had two or three habits you were putting time and attention toward, putting energy toward. This is how you concentrate. I'm going to tell you a quick anecdote about concentrate. Some of you have heard this. I mean, after 10 seasons, four and a half-ish years, we're going <laughs> to... We're going to tell some stories, uh, repeat some stories on occasion, and that's a good thing. So, I don't know, let's say eight-ish years ago, I was in Washington. My daughter was playing in uh, club soccer regionals. On her team was the granddaughter of Rod Laver, who's known. There was a time when he was considered the greatest tennis player of all time. Now, obviously, we have technologies advanced, and tennis players are no longer 5'9", but they're 6'4", and there's Nadal <laughs> and Djokovic and Federer. Nonetheless, Rod Laver was a force. He won like 11 Open Championships. So here he is, 75-ish, we're in Washington, and I write about this in The Pressure Paradox, and we're strolling along the, I think it's the Sammamish River Trail, and I have to ask him, it, and it just all unfolded very organically, and I was just like, um, actually, I didn't even ask, he started talking about how great Nadal was, and or Federer. He was really caught up on Federer. And it was before Djokovic breaking out. So it was Federer and Nadal. And I, I said to him, Rod, why do you think you were so great? Just tell me. Like, what do you got? And he's like, ho, ho, a little chuckle, golly gee, super humble, like it never <laughs> never occurred to him, even though there's a stadium in Australia called Rod Laver Stadium. So then he looks at me and says, I just managed to play my best when it mattered most. And I'm like, okay, I was about to let it go. And then the obvious question i couldn't <laughs> i could not ask it what what does that mean like every <laughs> people want to know how to play their best when it matters most how do you do that and he looks at me and goes concentrate concentration is actually what i said concentration and at that point i'm like all right He's 75-ish. We're just enjoying a walk. I'm just going to let it go. This isn't 
and inquisition, but I didn't, <laughs> I definitely didn't have enough info. Concentration. Concentration was why he could play his best when it mattered most. Great. So we just continued our walk. We end up going back. I sleep on it. And I'm like, I have to ask a follow-up question. I have to. So the next morning I see him. I think we're going to breakfast or something. like a Rod, thank you again. That was epic. You're a legend. Actually, I'm probably not saying that. I'm just like looking at him and bowing practically. And I say, you said concentration was why you played your best when it mattered most. But please explain to me, what what does that mean? And he goes, preparation. And so then I did. I literally like put my hands together, bowed, and just kind of scurried away. And I still had no freaking clue what was going on. So he played his best when it mattered most He because of concentration. And then... When I asked him what that meant, he said preparation. And I'm like, I'm lost. And then it probably took me. And by the way, this is all in the pressure paradox. And that is, I mean, it's no coincidence, right? I want to say this is between the habit factor and the pressure paradox. These are two of the greatest lessons probably of my life. And and I guess it makes sense when I've devoted five-ish years to writing about them. So the pressure paradox is filled with nuggets about performance, productivity, and peace of mind and how pressure affects those. But it took me about a day, maybe two, and then it was like, bingo, holy crap, I get it. We were just talking about the definition of concentration, to bring together. And when you prepare, what the F are you doing? You're bringing stuff together. So by preparing, he could concentrate. Meaning, his shoes were tied, he had extra rackets, his grip tape was on, uh, the racket, his socks were on properly. It was all the little things. So when you step between the lines. So before the match, he prepared incredibly well. So when he steps between the lines, he can concentrate. And it was just like, boom. Insane. Absolutely insane. And it changed my life in many regards. Not just the little anecdote, but the studying of pressure. And again, how it affects productivity, performance, and peace of mind. I used to just <laughs> show up for events. Preparation is absolutely critical. Planning. The book talks about the three Ps. Plan, prepare, and practice. In any event, that's just another example to concentrate, to bring together, probably too long. What's another one I have? Deleterious. What's the etymology there? Noxious, poisonous. What does it say? Medieval, Latin, deleterious. 
Yeah, noxious destroyer. Uh, you know, as I write about it in everything, I just say that the first clue is delete the preface. Delete. So the the point of all of this is for exceptional results, for extraordinary results, the answer to that, how we achieve them, is in the word itself. To understand a lot of these things that are confusing, go to the source, look up the etymology of the word, and a lot of times the path the answer is right there for us. It's very fascinating. I just went through a few. Habit, concentrate. Oh, equilibrium was another one. I don't know if we have time for this. I may save that. You can probably find... <laughs> I'm going to table that. You can find that. That's a great one, though. You can find that on a prior episode. I'm positive if you go to podcast dot the habit factor dot com and you just search equilibrium or balance you will find that we have talked about that all right my friends we covered a lot of ground the pursuit of the exceptional or extraordinary life means we can't take the ordinary path that's all Thank you again. I'll see you next week. Love your show. You better be habit tracking or uh, you're going to be in trouble. See ya. Late. All right, my friends, that is going to do it for this episode. If you are new here, there's only two, th <laughs> two things you should consider doing. One, go to thehabitfactor.com forward slash templates. Get your free template that will walk you through the PAR method. You are not a rodent. You are not a rat. Why do I say that? Because the habit loop, the famed habit loop, was devised by studying rodents. You're a human. You have choice. You have intention. You have reflection. PAR, as a methodology for habit cultivation, is a process that leverages your human capacities. So, Go to thehabitfactor.com forward slash templates and you get a free template. Or just go to the iOS or Google Play Store and you can download the free Habit Factor app. The other thing that is worth doing, in my humble opinion, is subscribing. Subscribe, you get each episode downloaded automatically. That will save you time. It will, <laughs> it will save me time. We'll be on the same page, my friend. So that's it. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for subscribing and make sure you begin tracking. See ya.